All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Head on
Hello Canucks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation presented by the great folks at Parallel 49 Brewing Company. My name is David Quadrelli and thank you for joining us this week for a very special episode number 72. Joining me now is my co-host, the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Parallel built the place, man. They gave me four flats of beer for this coronavirus outbreak. Uh, supposed to be like, what is it, supposed socially... Damn. Social distancing. Social distancing. <laughs> there we are. We're off to a great start. So my social distancing is going to include four flats of parallel beer. They got like two brand new one, two brand new beers that uh, just dropped. So I'm going to try all that out when I get home from here because uh, my no drink February is over. And uh, now that I got a ton of parallel, I'm going to enjoy this uh, two weeks off. How's it affecting you so far, Quads? Well, I haven't started drinking yet. so there's You that. want to. I, you I told saying, you I did want to try the Ruby Tears. So if I, we need content, you will get drunk for yeah, a Patreon episode. For a Patreon episode, I will have a few too many and will put me behind a mic, see what happens. So, uh yeah, that's something you can look for on the Patreon. Speaking of which, man, like, gotta quickly plug the Patreon before we get into it here. Mm-hmm. So you gotta check out that Patreon. We got all the bonus content there. If you join the five or ten dollar tier, you're gonna be getting uh, entered to win a Series Two hobby box from our friends at Zephyr Epic. So definitely go check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/CanucksConvo. But Chris, let's get into this episode. So. For everybody who's been living under a rock, the NHL season has been suspended, which means it's very hard to run a hockey podcast. Or is it? I was at work, and I texted Chris, and I said, Chris, I got a great idea. Because, you know, content's going to be scarce. You're, you're going to see, like, the best of the best in the industry right now. Like, well, we've been discussing some other ideas for the show, too. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. But this is, this, this is the one I came up with for Chris. I said, Chris, we got to do this. 50 questions that remain from the Canucks 50th season getting cut in the middle of March. 50-ish questions for the 50-ish season. Yes, exactly. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> it all works out perfectly. So we're going to get into it. We've got like 40 written down. So we're not gonna, we're not even going to keep count. We're just going to rattle these off. This is going to be a marathon of an episode. We are going to have Riding the Bus with Corey Hergott. He's got some comments-related questions that remain, uh, and we will get into those around the 20 mark. So definitely uh, stay tuned, and let's uh, let's just jump into it, Chris. Here's number one. Will Chris Tanev actually play a full season? I think so. I think that's, uh, I guess if you want to take a positive out of this situation, Chris Tanev won't have to miss a game, um, which is great because, you know, I don't think he's ever gotten to that point. A lot of the Canucks currently at 69 games played. There's a few of them. That is uh, nice. Had a nice season for most of them. Yeah, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, Tanner Pearson, Jake Vertanen, uh, Chris Tanev, Troy Stetcher, and I think think that might be it unless there's any more i think those are the only ones you've played in every single game this year uh, but that's that's impressive in its own to go that long being healthy because the nhl season is a grind and yeah chris tanev uh who got injured in the 69th game of the year is might end up being healthy so that's a good thing i guess he could take out of this even though like i still can't believe that the hockey i know that we're supposed to answer the questions here but like still <laughs> the fact that like Hockey's canceled and everything that's going on is crazy. I just hope that everyone uh, is able to, you know, go back and, and, you know, spend some time at your house if you work in a job where there's a lot of people around you or anything. Just I hope that people are going to be okay with being safe because I know that, you know, even we've seen a lot of the people that work around the arena and stuff like that. And uh, some owners have come up. But I think we have some questions later on about that. So we'll get into oh, that yeah, later. We got a lot. Uh, but yeah, I guess Chris Tanev has played a full season. But does it count because he didn't finish the last game? No, so his career high is 70 games play, and he played 69, which is nice. And you know what else is nice? Four Canucks have hit the 20 goal mark, so that's 420-69. Damn. Okay. Super nice start to the episode. This is the type of thing when there's no hockey going on, you start finding out these stupid numbers <laughs> like this. 
You just jump into number two, man. Let's just keep this going. All right. Will Jake miss out on 20 goals? It looks like it, man. What's he at now? 18? He's at 18 goals okay, and so 18 assists. Okay, so we got to set this down because basically the plan right now is to close the close the rinks for a minimum of three weeks, and then they'll reassess at the end of these three weeks. That's what I've been hearing on 1040 and everything. So three weeks is the time. Uh, and when they come back, you know, uh, it'll probably go right into playoffs. That's probably what we're looking at. If we're going to see hockey at, at any point for the rest of this year, it's going to be the playoffs. And that means Jayford Hannon's going to get stuck at 18 goals. So he, I, I say he does not hit the 20 goal mark. I think, I think that going straight to the playoffs is like the worst idea. Really? Yeah. I think that they should get to 75 games played. Okay. Now, hold on. Hold on. So what do you do? What would you rather have? Would you have rather have playoffs that are shortened, like you have a couple five-game series like you do in baseball, right? Yeah. Hear me out. So you do that, but you have some more regular season games, or do you want best-of-seven best of series all the way throughout and play a proper playoff format with the teams who are already in a playoff spot? The Canucks are, by the way. I don't know. Like, are the Canucks actually, though, because the regulation wins? Yeah, point if you percentage, look at it, yeah. If you go stuff. point percentage, yeah, but if you just look at the standings right now, they aren't, right? Yeah, they are. But they have regulation wins. They have less than Winnipeg. Or Winnipeg has more points, and they have less regulation wins than Nashville. Oh, everybody I've talked to said they're going to make it if they cut the, <laughs> cut the playoffs. I don't think so. I, I could be wrong here. I think you're wrong. Okay, maybe. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Neither of us really know they it. They have less regulation wins because Winnipeg won. Nashville won on the final day. Nashville has 28 regulation wins. Vancouver has 27. They have the same amount of points. But point percentage, they should, they're like third in the Pacific. Hmm. I wonder if you make a special like, if you make a. Um... I think the but you can't like you can't end the season with teams and like an uneven amount of games played. True. Like that's the hardest thing for me. Like teams need to have the option, like have the like every team at the end of the year, every single regular season, there's always like the, the teams that are battling it out for the playoff spot, and maybe a team's a couple points ahead, and the team that doesn't have like as many games played has to battle and really needs to win those games, and you get that playoff atmosphere even going into the playoffs. If you just show up one day and you're expected to go from what you talked about is like another training camp into playoff hockey, yeah, yeah, that's gonna that's like that's gonna taint the playoffs as well. It's not gonna be the best hockey that we're gonna be able to see. So yeah. I think that maybe you play up to 75 games and then you do a five game series to start. That would be the way I would like to do it. I think this can take us into another one that's not written on. But the then list. also Jake can get to 20 goals with like, yeah, there you the go. Canucks. Will have six more games to <laughs> play. Go, he can get go. to 20 goals. So this is my next question, Chris. Are the Canucks gonna are the Canucks playoff atmosphere gonna be in front of an empty arena? Is that what we're gonna see when we talk about a playoff atmosphere? The Canucks finally make the playoffs. It's been five long years, Chris. Are the Canucks finally gonna get the playoff atmosphere they craved and it's gonna be an empty arena? Dude, oh man, this is gonna be harder than I thought. That's <laughs> why they need so to put us in the show. press box, because we'll cheer. We'll cheer really loudly. Yeah, if they want people to wear jerseys in the press box, we're your guys. <laughs> we can do that for you. Like I don't, I don't know. I just I wonder how like it's gonna work. Like obviously nobody really knows exactly how it's gonna work out, but I wonder how deep they can go before they like cancel the season. Like, can they play in the summer? Like, could you play hockey yeah. that late into the summer? Yeah, and man, like that's another thing I want to bring up. What happens to July first free agency contracts end on June thirtieth? Tyler Toffoli's a free agent. That whole Tyler Toffoli situation yeah, could like, be bad. Man, okay, we're not even going to keep track of how many questions we ask. We're going to get to around 50, but man, has... Okay, here's my next question, Chris. Has Tyler Toffoli seen enough from the Canucks to want to stay here long term? 
Damn, man. Jeez, these are good questions. Uh, yeah, we didn't even write these down. <laughs> no, I think that uh, – I feel like Tyler Toffoli would want to be with this team. I think a lot of players find Vancouver to be a spot where they want to go play. I mean, with the young talent coming up through this team and the team on the rise, like you want to jump on the roller coaster when it's on its way up. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like it's a good time to do that right now with Vancouver Canucks. So, I, so maybe Toffoli has. And, I mean, if he hasn't, and if this season's canceled and the playoffs are canceled and the Canucks gave up Tyler Madden a second-round pick – for Tyler Toffoli <laughs> for 10 games of regular season Tyler Toffoli like man I, that's why I, I think there's like there has to be situations like that around the league that won't allow people to just cancel the season unless like unless this coronavirus is even way bigger than we thought it is and like it's, it's like actually gonna be here for like I've heard some people say it could be like six months of like some of these doctor goddamn Dr. Oz last night on Jimmy Fallon comes in saying it could be six months for everything and then i hear other people saying it could be three weeks and then i i see stuff today about how china only had 15 more cases in a week when they were getting like 1500 in a day 15,000 in a day i mean like that's the thing that like nobody knows what the hell is going to happen so it's like they can't i feel like they can't cancel a season and you just met you brought it up too i know it's not like in your questions or anything but like the bchl straight up went and canceled theirs because some yeah. a lot of leagues have suspended but you said like man i feel for those 20 year old kids yeah at the, man, like, the coquillum express the team that i cover man like they had such a good season and uh you know shout out to all them was there goalie coming back for the playoffs is that how no he so wasn't allowed clay, in the playoffs? we're talking about clay stevenson here so he was uh he turned 21 on like march 3rd or something like early march uh so he was ineligible to play because of an ncaa and dartmouth rule um did I call it Dartmouth? It's Dartmouth. Um, <laughs> Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Yeah. So uh, he's he's committed to Dartmouth. He has a, um, a scholarship there, and if basically if he played past his twenty first birthday, he would lose a year of eligibility for the NCAA, which obviously he's not going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got to live his life at some point. He's going to go get his education, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all I'll say about Clay because I. Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> a little BCHL update. Well, because I have uh, like I have some like inside info, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share it, so I'm going to hold off on that. All right, next <laughs> question that we have here: When does Louis Erickson get his bonus? Yeah, that's just like I don't know, man. <laughs> like, what? Okay, so when's he supposed to get it? Like June? No. I think uh, I think it's yeah, the June 30th. Okay, so what if the Canucks are playing in June? The um, last time they were playing in June, the city got lit on fire. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I just. Man, just, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares when Louis Erickson <laughs> gets to the his next bonus? Question. I know they're like, whatever, then we don't have to pay him for a certain thing in his cap, but it's just like, you know, at this point, man, I've just accepted Louis Erickson as a Canuck for his six years. I don't want to even, like, argue about what you can do. I know, you like, there's a decent, I think there's a way to buy him out with two years left or one year left. Yeah, It isn't as bad, but then that's just going to affect them for, like, twice the amount of time mm-hmm. as it would just be to just keep swallowing this big goddamn six million dollar pill mm-hmm. and just deal with louis erickson as he is now that you know the fact that we got to see him in the press box again like in the past in the last game it was just like this team was getting so exciting man and everything was about to come together and i know chris tanev went down and i know people are mentioning it, it's like oh you well, you know they're gonna have some time for markstrom to recover now and you're gonna have a time for tanev to recover mm-hmm. but it's like every team has that now too right like every team's gonna be getting a lot healthier whenever they do come back and i really think they're coming back like i I don't think they can cancel this season unless, like I mentioned, unless Dr. Oz is the right guy for this. But he's a 
Sorry for swearing. He's but he's a TV doctor. I'm gonna bleep that out. This actually, is a family show, Chris. I know. I try not to swear. Damn it. I'm gonna bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get tweets at you. Okay. So here's what I want to say about this. So yes, everybody's gonna get healthy, but I think the weight of who the Canucks are getting healthy is much better than whatever the other teams are gonna get. Like getting Jacob Markstrom back for this team, I think, is a massive improvement on this team. And Thatcher Demko played well. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but this guy's up for like league MVP. He's up yep. for top goaltender in the league. Just got a nice East, uh, hot card today for the uh, European Team of the Year. Ninety-four overall, Jacob Markstrom. So you play hot? Oh yeah, I'm a okay. hot player. I used to play a lot more. I'll dust you anytime. I don't think so. The only like thing is you play on PlayStation and you probably have like little hands. Uh, I can take you on Xbox. That's why you can play on the I'll PlayStation. I'll take you on Xbox. I get the child size controller. <laughs> I have a good I have a good Xbox game. I don't lose. I'm confident in my game. Okay. I somebody was giving out my trip, my uh Colby Morgan on Twitter is giving yeah, you out my secrets. One tuck. Everybody does the one tuck. Yeah. It's not, not special. No, I'm just secret. saying I pull Stop it off every day. time and I'm he says I do it ten out of two hundred and fifty times. Damn. I score at least half the time with that goal. And I'm very confident in my Chell skills. I haven't lost many games in person. If I'm play? in a room with someone and I'm playing against them, I'll I'll be losing through the first two periods. But I don't lose third periods. I win the third every time that I play with somebody in the same room as me as NHL. I'll win the third period every single time against anyone when I'm playing in NHL. We gotta, we gotta put a little, little wager on this. I think it's a pasta mori dinner. No, yeah. pasta mori dinner. Yeah, I can do that for sure. I'll yeah. definitely. We're gonna do this, and what? we can do it on your little PlayStation dinky controllers because all these people <laughs> that you're probably playing online or PlayStation are like ten and under, anyways. <laughs> Because okay. you got to pay for Xbox Live, and kids that don't you have that pay play for PlayStation PS Plus. Man, this isn't two thousand nine. Like as soon as the PS Four came out, <sighs> whatever, man. Man, you still think it's like Xbox three sixty days? Oh man. Well, Tip- if we go back to that, they were dominating. Typical Nanaimo kid. Typical Nanaimo kid. Just a new city boy. I spent I spent the whole week uh, downtown Vancouver. It's pretty. Yes, fun. that's very nice. Yeah, it was cool having like everything around you. And the yeah. best part was like how much Uber Eats you could get in there. I ate Damn. good that week. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Time. We got to get back to this list. Of do we have to? Like, what else do we have to get back to here? What happens to the cap, Chris? Because we were talking about it going up to like 84, know. 88 million. And now with this, it's probably not going to go up that much. Okay, yeah. That, like, I know what that you're talking about. Man. Yeah, there's definitely like... that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bleep a lot this episode. Um, but yeah, I think that obviously the cap's going to... I think it's still going to have to be in that range. Because I think everyone's going to have to agree that this is just like an unforeseen circumstance that's come through that you're going to have to change some things that you probably wouldn't have had to before obviously right like this is who could have predicted this when the cap was being predicted it was looking for next season but now like that's the other thing like i wonder if if the playoffs run late do you think they have to push the season back just to give enough players time off like that's going to be something that the nhlpa is going to want yeah they're going to have to look at that for sure like it's not like they're going to play till august and then come back and be like all right boys training camps in september that's my dream though like just like have like one month off of hockey like you go right in you get the go do the draft for like a little bit have like a few weeks off and then it's like right back in the training camp but like these players need a time off obviously and they're going to get time off here which is nice and i hope that uh, a lot of them are able to stay safe, just like I'm hoping that every single person out there is able to. Like, wash your hands, folks. Uh, go out, you know, try to try not to go out if you don't have to. Make sure your toilet paper stock is okay. Uh, make sure it's not overkill either, though. Like, some of the stuff we're seeing is just God, is ridiculous. You see, like, the lineups, we're going to bleep out a lot this episode. I'm going to do that for the first time. We're going to. Why don't we just put an E on this episode? We're going to. No, we're going to censor this one. Okay. It's just, we're pissed off about this whole coronavirus thing because. Okay. I, I like honestly, like a week ago, I was thinking that it was so overblown that they're doing this situation. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff that was happening, I was obviously seeing the numbers like rise pretty crazy in China. 
And I guess just I didn't think the severity of it was going to be as bad as it actually is. And I still like when I hear people talk about it being six months, I really don't want to be like I really don't want to be wrong here, but I don't think that it's going to be like that. I feel like when we saw the numbers in China drop like crazy and I think, you know, I think that it is going to affect a lot of people in North America now that it's like transmitted over here. But apparently the heat's going to help Hmm. with this. Goddamn. Well, it was funny, too. Like. (laughs) I, someone said this in one of the group chats of it, and they said that like you take away hockey for two days, and someone in Saskatchewan figured out like a cure for the coronavirus. <laughs> Just like you put Canadians to work because I guess they like isolated the coronavirus, which is I guess the first part of finding a vaccine for it or something. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on a podcast. But yeah, the Saskatchewan folk pulled it together, so that's good. Uh, I I don't think it's going to get to that point. I really don't want to be wrong. In like six months from now, we're like. Trying to podcast. Welcome with no to the power. Corona Cast. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a Corona Cast out there if there isn't. Okay, next question, Chris. Again, oh, not on our list. Who would be the best Twitch streamer on the Canucks current roster? My vote is Elias Pettersson because I think he wouldn't talk. I think he'd just take it really seriously, and you'd see his facial expressions and like his reactions. Okay, I'd go Chris Tanov. Really? Yeah. Does Chris Tanov even play video games? Yeah, dude. He's the one. He was apparently the one who uh, broke a like, controller and stuff in that ar- that article that Harmon put out a while ago. What? Really? He's the guy who's like broken the most controllers on the team? No. Apparently. Chris Tanov? Yeah, Holy apparently Chris Tanov is. And like, we saw Chris Tanov in a bunch of Instagram videos in like, the background just like chilling on couches and stuff. And like he gets his little dog. It's like, you know, if people are like, donate $5 and they got some stupid image that pops up, it would be his dog popping up his pug like in pug in a rug oh i love it i, I, love I think it. chris tan is a good one i mean there's we can go down this road since we need some goddamn content for hey, we got 50 of these. let's just jump to the next one man well who else would be a good who would be Troy the worst Stetcher. the Troy, worst tri- oh, twitch the worst? streamer yeah. alex edler yeah it'd be edler and louis like two <laughs> men like they'd play like they're campaigns. playing like super mario on the nes yeah i know so. it'd be like it'd be like halo campaign but you wouldn't know about that because you have a playstation but it would be like okay, them going PC. through a co-op uh a co-op campaign together of Louis Erickson and Alex oh Edler. Gosh. That'd be hilarious. Oh my god! Unless it was like, unless it was Mexico version of those two. <laughs> like, if you had those two going at it, like Mexican Louis, uh, that would be a lot more fun. I'd watch that Twitch stream for I'd sure. I'd watch that one if you were the eat pussy headband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's another bleep right there. Uh, do you have to bleep that? Just put the E on it. I'm telling you, man. This is going to be a tough episode to censor. Okay. All night. There's no hockey. Tonight. We got to go well to the next this. question here. What happens? Kids to listen the, to the show. The kids do listen to the show. They shouldn't, but they do. What happens to the concession oh, workers? They just killed our killed our kid uh, fan base. It's not a kids show. Bring you in here. I bring a goddamn kid on this podcast, and he ruins it for kids. <laughs> hey, I'm 20 now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so what happens? You're to better when you're a workers? teenager. That was a question we had, and now we've. Uh, We've answered it. Well, the Canucks have answered it. So this statement came out today. Yeah. Canucks Sports and Entertainment recognizes the importance of its staff to our fans, our arena experience, and business overall. We have committed to a program that will help any part-time employee who requires support. The program will be based on individual need to avoid financial hardship during this unexpected employment disruption. The safety and well-being of all Rogers Arena staff and guests remain at the forefront of every decision made related to controlling the spread of the COVID-19 virus. So, Mr. Faber, Yo. Mark Cuban comes out like immediately unprompted started all this of like oh maybe we should pay the hourly workers um and now the canucks have followed suit as have many other sports organizations yeah well i think cuban went out and did like paid leave for their all of their work oh yeah like Like, even if they're not part-time did was a lot no i want to say better but much better than zion williamson also who's like a 19 year old rookie went out and did that yeah that's that's crazy to hear that these billionaires aren't some of them aren't stepping up and 
covering them like that, but also the Utica Comets went out, and I don't have to bleep this because they they made T-shirts that say "Puck the Virus," yeah, which is awesome. Uh, it's the fact that they're going out and doing that. I saw Joe Roberts. You know, the fact that they're doing that as an AHL team that's great as well. Uh, because yeah, like a lot of these people rely. You know, a lot of like bloggers we know rely upon their income. You know, to help them support. Maybe you don't live a hundred percent off of your blogging money, but it definitely helps you. You know, make ends meet, and it's going to affect a lot of people. And I just like. You don't really understand how much like events and sports affect the world until they cancel everything. And then it makes you think like, wow, like the world runs around these events and sports and you know a lot of situations like this and business and politics obviously factor in quite a bit and we're seeing that be affected too. It's like we've like I've never seen anything like this in my life uh with something affect the world to this capacity like this goddamn coronavirus is. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. All right, next <laughs> next question. To uh to follow up on this list and uh yeah we'll take a break in a second here and edit this one yeah <laughs> this is gonna be a grind it's gonna be a grind I, I don't think I've ever put a a censored beep into this podcast we're gonna have like six yeah most definitely okay we'll we'll answer a couple more then we'll get to our parallel ad here uh, is Jim Benning's job completely safe yep you know why because man Aquilini's gonna be taking enough heat for this like mm. you know all the all the coronavirus stuff and everybody's on Twitter being like, Oh, he's not doing enough. And sure. Like we'll have, we can have that conversation later, but we probably won't. Um, I don't think, I don't think he's looking to fire Jim Benning right now. And you know, like did Jim Benning didn't miss the playoffs. And I think that was what we always talked about being the thing that if Jim Benning misses the playoffs, green's going to be gone. Probably Benning's probably going to be gone as well. And now you look at it and, they didn't miss the playoffs. If everybody misses the playoffs, do you get a clean slate for next year? Oh, I th- I think you do. I think both of these guys are safe. That's why like they they man, if it gets if it gets to that point where they cancel the playoffs and the regular season and everything and they cancel the year, that's but like one sport's going to one sport's going to have to be the one to like go ahead and do it cuz like the NBA and the NHL are at pretty similar parts of the year when they go into playoffs, right? Like a lot of the times when you're in the playoffs, you're you're watching the Raptors one night and then you're watching your Canucks the other night. And it's it's awesome having like that much playoff sports. So they kind of go at the same time, and it's like the NBA was the first one to go out and suspend their season. And the NHL followed suit, like because the NBA is a progressive league that does a great job of handling situations that people haven't seen before in sports. The NBA is incredible at that; they're way ahead of everyone, and you know they make more money than the NHL, almost twice as mo- twice the amount of money is in the NBA than there is in the NHL. And we're like, will we see the NBA cancel first? And then it's just going to be like a, you know, a domino effect after that, because I just, like I said it when we were recording on Tuesday and we found out the NBA or sorry, on Wednesday and we did find out the NBA cancel. Like I thought the NHL has to follow and I feel like it's the same way, but I'm also wondering if they move to a part of like getting back and starting with no fans in the crowd. Like, do they get to that point pretty soon? Like, is that something that they've talked about? You hear some of these guys mention it could be like three weeks. It could be, you know, it could be three to six weeks. Are we three to six weeks away from nobody in the stands? Because that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I think that's what we're closest to. Like, that's what we're going to see. But, man, you know what I think the league really needs to avoid is using the three weeks being like perfect no player has it let's get back out there and then a week later a player gets it yeah you look like idiots you look like you don't know what you're doing you look like you're not looking out for your players that's something the league wants to avoid and as much as i'd love to say that man once this three weeks is up we're getting back in there like 
the safety of the players is at the forefront right now, and it would be a huge mess if the NHL or the NBA, for that matter, start up play and then a player gets the disease. Yep, no, that's one hundred percent. We'll, you know, I agree with that, and we'll move on to the next one. It's kind of a similar question, anyways. Is Travis Green job safe? Yeah, we covered that. He's yeah, he's covered. He's safe. Um, so yeah, let's let's throw to a parallel ad here, and then we'll come back on the other side. I'm going to do some editing on this first twenty minutes of the show. Uh, let's uh, let's get to a quick parallel ad. And before we go any further into the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Parallel 49 Beer. I went in and toured their brewery in East Van today. Uh, 1950 Triumph Street is where you can find that. Uh, they had a couple of new beers that I got to try. Uh, the Optimist, Hoptimist is what it was called, uh, and the Troll Juice. Got to try both of those, and uh, I'll be all set up for my isolation with a bunch of Parallel 49 beer. Uh, make sure you go out there because after the toilet paper goes, the next thing that goes is beer for sure. Uh, so make your way down to the East Van location at 1950 Triumph Street and follow them on all the social medias at Parallel49Beer. That's Parallel, the number 49, the numbers 49, beer. <laughs> Find them there. This is a mess of an episode. And a huge thank you to our friends at Parallel 49 Brewing Company for sponsoring the podcast. We got to jump back into this list, Chris. My question for you, has Chris Tanev played his last game as a Canuck? No, because they're not canceling the season. But if they were, I don't know if Chris Tanev is back in a Vancouver Canucks jersey after this year. So I think that makes my next two questions kind of moot points, which is has Troy Stetcher played his last game as a Canuck? And has <laughs> Brandon Sutter played his last game as a Canuck? That's a no. I'd be okay with Brandon Sutter playing his last <laughs> game as a Canuck already for... Uh, Troy Stetcher, I'll take that as a no. Yeah, I think I think Troy Stetcher is going to be back in a Canucks jersey next year. Um, I think Brandon Sutter probably is too. Uh, unfortunately, like, but unless there's a way that they can figure out to get his contract somewhere else, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to attach something to that. And it's not like they have prospects that they're going to want to give up, and it's not like they want to give up any draft pick draft picks. So they might just take the one more year of Brandon Sutter before his money comes off the books. That affects Tyler Toffoli. That affects Chris Tanev. That affects Troy Stetcher. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if Jim Benning has the capability to get Brandon Sutter's money off the books and make him not a Canuck next year. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Okay, when play resumes, will the Canucks be fully healthy? Since we think play is going to resume, both of us, it is going to resume. Don't even. I don't even want that to creep in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, am I missing someone? I mean, Josh Levo, Brock Besser is already back. Yeah. Michael Ferlin won't be there. Oh, um, fair enough. so yeah. I guess they won't be fully healthy. Uh, mm. But aside from that, yeah, I mean, like a lot of teams are going to be a lot healthier than they would have thought going into playoffs. Um, the Canucks, like you mentioned, are pretty lucky that you get Jacob Markstrom back, though. I mean, that's a huge get for them going into playoffs when they suggested they kind of would have got him anyway anyways like around that time but the fact that he's gonna have a little bit of extra time is huge for jacob markstrom who's the team mvp right what if dr oz is right and michael verland is is back when they can not play gonna next swear we're not swearing for this because that was yeah. so hard to edit that was so annoying i don't know how people do that on their podcast this is a family <laughs> show from here on out oh man when you dropped an f that hard i thought you were gonna say something else oh, God, uh, no way. but uh yeah man that I I don't know. I, I don't think that there's a way that you can cancel a full season unless this is just so much bigger than we thought it was. And I think it's bigger than people originally projected in the first place, but I'm hoping that this is the last time where the projections are bigger than we thought in the first place. I don't know. I'm going to say I don't know, like 50. I should bleep that out every time I say <laughs> it on this episode because that's literally Absolutely. how I feel. Absolutely, 100%. How uh, awesome would it be to have summer hockey? 
I'd be like, I'm down for summer hockey as long as they play the season. And I seriously think that it's that they need to get teams to an even amount of games. I mean, it yeah, it's 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 awesome for Canucks fans if we go by point percentage and the Canucks go in as the third team in the Pacific Division. But it's like teams like Columbus who are in a playoff spot right now that would miss by point one percent if they if they were to go back right i mean i guess it does and if you only played 68 or 69 games nice you know it's yeah it's not nice if you're if you're missing the playoffs because of points so it like there's an argument on both sides i seriously think that the only way that makes sense to me is for teams to get to the same level whether that's somehow matching up teams because i think what the the most amount of games played for a team right now is like 71 yeah yeah. i believe so yeah i don't think any other team has played more than 71 games so you get like you have to get everyone either there or maybe 72 is the number like maybe everyone else gets an opportunity to win or 75 is seriously what i think is the right move like Mm -hmm. you get to 75 that's a decent amount of games before you get right into playoff hockey the regular season games at the end of the year they're important you do a mini little training camp like you've talked about that Ray Ferraro mentioned. Then you get five, six, four, whatever amount of games you have remaining. You get to 75 games, and then you go right into the playoffs. You maybe have to do a five-game series in the first round of the playoffs, but I think that's the best way to get the best hockey for the remainder of the season. If the Stanley Cup isn't hoisted until August, when does training camp start? Because we just talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, Can I ask you some questions? I feel like I've been... I, yeah, I know yeah. know you put a ask, lot of these... When do you... you okay, Quads. Well, what question are we on here? <laughs> oh, if the Stanley Cup isn't hoisted until August, when does training camp start, Quads? Sorry, you were just rolling there. I had to keep... I don't. I know, but I'm like, I'm running out of brain cells here. I can't be keep doing this anymore. Man, I started okay. the first 10 seconds. I couldn't pronounce the... God, social... I still don't know what it is. Social distancing. Social. Di- that's not a thing. That's just made up. <laughs> okay. So for this, if it's till August, if it's till August, man, like I don't think the regular season's gonna start till November at the earliest, December mm. at the latest, or maybe even January at the latest. Who knows? And like, do you have a shortened season because of that? Like, you you have to get back on track at some point. So that if man, like, if they start the start next season late. They're gonna have to have a shortened season for sure. They're not yep. gonna play a full eighty-two games. There's Listen, no way I was at a union work. convention all week. If there's one thing I know about unions, and the players' union is they're gonna get a shortened season next year. There's no chance of yep. the, of our of our dream scenario where there's only one month without hockey. Mm-hmm. That just won't happen. Um, I know players are probably gonna want to play a lot of games, but at the same time, they're gonna need some time off. Um, but then it's like I don't know. Well, at the same time, because like a lot of teams that won't make the playoffs will have a very extended amount of time like if they just go straight into the playoffs the detroit red wings like they didn't play from the start of march until all the way down so maybe they maybe they don't go till like november like yeah like i guess this, this is something that we'll have to have a conversation about further on so yeah i don't know that's an interesting one like they're obviously some time off is great but they are getting time off right now sort of right like they're not obviously not in like Ovechkin party mode yet in the off season, but like they're they're probably taking it a little bit more easy. Uh, you're not practicing every day. They're hopefully keeping in shape because they're going to have to because obviously hockey's not obviously I guess, but I hope hockey's coming back before the end of the year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, <laughs> this is a good question. I'll ask you, Quads. Maybe you can go in depth on this one. What are we going to talk about for the next three months? Well, we've got quite a bit planned. Like what you just uh, put out on Twitter. That's funny. Like, I think this blindfolded fight is actually going to happen. Like, I think yeah, we're going to have to go to get like desperate at some point. We're going to have to go to like a boxing place or something and like figure this out. There's one right by my house. We'll have to go there. Yeah. Um, no free ads. Though, so we walk we in there with name. that, with this proposal and we start telling the boxing club 
This is what we want to do. They're gonna. They're not gonna. Well, I don't know. We could try. Maybe they'll <laughs> see the size difference between you and me, and they'll be on board with it because they they don't want to see me like die, right? Yeah. So there sure. you go. All right. Well, the other question is: Should Canucks Con become a baseball podcast? That's a good question because you and I, as most people know, we're both pretty good baseball players. You know, me when I was you know back in back in my heyday. I've seen you've been throwing the ball around too. Yeah, I've been actually. I'm going to be playing like men's league, so I'm trying to get. Uh, I'm trying like trying to pitch uh back to how i was because like i had a really really good change up and it was like so fun to throw so i was working on that i'm trying to develop a cutter as well because i've mm-hmm. i got a decent two seam so i want to be able to throw uh heat on both sides of the plate even though i don't throw fast i just want to like move i'm like the bartolo cologne skinny bartolo cologne yeah yeah that was my <laughs> nickname back in the day uh <laughs> okay <laughs> should we just open hockey cards until this thing blows over tell you what i might have to talk to our friends at zephyr epic and get some of those rookie cards full-time going. hockey cards. i gotta get out there and throw. i'm gonna have to get out with you and throw the ball around here pretty oh soon. for sure we have i'll show to. you my uh my three-quarter pitching side oh there you that's go that's where i come <laughs> from lefty too hell yeah um okay so yeah i don't know i don't think we're gonna become a baseball i was also wondering because i got uh, hired by the vancouver canadians I don't even know what's going to happen with that. Not a big deal. Well, I mean, yeah, it's cool. I've already said it on Twitter and stuff. But like, I, I don't know if uh, that's even going to happen because I don't know what's going on with the world. I don't know what's going on with anything in the world right now. I'm running low on intelligence, running low on things to talk about. I'm good at talking about hockey, and then you start asking me about all these other things in the world. I have no idea what the hell's going on. So, yeah, that was the next question. Should we just open hockey cards until this thing blows over? I don't know if Zephyr's got the... <laughs> got that warehouse for that. So apparently it's gonna be six months because Doctor Frickin' Oz. Um, but uh, all right, next question. This is a good one. I think we uh, we have one similar with this for Corey when we get to him. We'll get to Corey pretty soon. Uh, but which Canuck would you want to be partnered with to survive the apocalypse? Is that what we're calling this? Is this what you made the question for this? <laughs> yeah, this is the apocalypse. Oh man, no, the real apocalypse, like a real apocalypse. Like zombies have taken over. Who do you want on your side? Like. We'll draw five players each and just see what we can come up with. So I'll start it off. I'm saying Chris Tanev with yeah. my number one draft pick. We're gonna put it out on Twitter and see who says <laughs> who has the better list. Okay, so you're going with Chris Tanev. Yeah, Chris Tanev number one as your first. And I'll tell you why. So even far. when the zombies have got him, got to him, and taken over, he'll just like come back from the dead and not be in zombie form. He'll be in full Chris Tanev form, and he'll come save the day. Like you know, if we're talking about like somebody who can just like defeat like all odds and come back and really like save the day at the last minute i think it's chris tanev okay are we going so we're not going off of like they have to fight each other our groups don't have to fight each other we have to say who's going to survive a yeah. zombie apocalypse with longer. you 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 have these oh with, guys. so yeah, our, we're with the squad too t- yeah your team so who who would i have good chemistry with okay um man i'm gonna have to go with uh i'm gonna go with jacob markstrom with my first round pick because he would save everyone because he's been saving the canucks all year long good call Boom. good call my second pick, I'm taking Antoine Roussel. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because I just think he can distract all the zombies. I know we're, I'm just thinking zombie apocalypse, but like even in like a time of war, mm-hmm. I would want Roussel because we'd be driving away in our stolen tank, and he'd be chirping everybody, pissing everybody off, baiting them into our ambush. Pissing off, yeah. I don't know if chirping zombies is going to help <laughs> you very much. All right, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Elias Pettersson because why not? He's probably getting the zombie apocalypse. Really. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. He's lanky. He's got long arms. He's got uh, all the skills in the world. You know, he's good at everything. He can. You see him like catch a football behind his back. Fair enough. And be on uni- if like if all there is left is unicycles, he can ride a unicycle. Uh yeah. I'm gonna go with that. We're gonna be rolling in Markstrom's Audi. I'm taking JT Miller because there's not a thing That's that a he good. does poorly. So uh, I could just ask him to do anything. He's the best at everything. Okay. I'm uh. 
Man, I'm going to have to look at it a little bit. I'm probably going to have to go with Jordy Ben. Oh, okay, uh, that's, okay. You know, that's the kind of guy that you would want to roll with you. He's like in in every like zombie type of movie, whether it's like the or even like TV show like The Walking Dead, there's always that one guy in the group. Like in The Walking Dead, it's the Daryl guy. Like he's the killer. You need someone in there that can kill as many zombies as possible. Like might not be the smartest guy, you know, maybe in the zombie apocalypse, but he's the guy that's going to get the highest kill count. I'm going with Jordy Jordy Ben there for sure. I'm going to go with Tyler Myers because Reach I can give him a melee weapon. That's more weapon. to bite on, though. Yeah, but I could give him a melee weapon, and he'd just like he'd be able to reach them with like a baseball bat from so far away. I could I could hop on his back too. Okay. Think of that that team that teamwork right there. Okay, Chris. Who oh you got? man. Okay. Now my we'll, team's dust in yours, by the way. I don't think so. I think my team's got some heart. I think it's got some skill. And uh, now we're gonna have some hustle. I'm gonna throw Tyler Mott on my. Ah, that was my next on pick. my uh, call, zombie apocalypse call. team. Yeah, Mott, obviously, he's going to hustle for you. He's going to do everything he needs. He's going to be the kind of guy getting firewood. You know, that's the kind of guy I want on my squad. So there's still – let's go over the – okay, so we have one pick each. There's still some big names left. Let's talk about who we're considering. I'm, I'm considering – I know who I'm taking. Okay, well, I, let's put a couple names. I think Jake Vertanen's a name out there. Bo Horvat's name out there. That's who I'm picking, Bo Jay Horvat. Beagle. You're going Bo with Bo? Horvat. Yeah, you need okay. a leader, man. You need a guy. And we already have JT Miller. That's right. Okay, so your, your team has come together. My final pick – Man, there's some options, so I could go. You know, don't I could go Jay for Beagle. a leader. I could go for Jay Vigle. You don't need locker room presence in the zombie some apocalypse. Speed and some quickness, like zombies don't move very fast. Quinn Hughes could probably get away from a lot of them. Ooh, good point. Zach McEwen, if you want another big fella in there, Ooh. you know he's a good option. Jake's quick. Brock, I don't know. I feel like Brock might be the first to go in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. I don't know what it is, but I think he might be the first to go. I say Jake would go before Brock in Jake a zombie and, apocalypse. Jake and Brock might. Yeah, that's, they'd have a competition to go first. Um, oh, man, okay, my final player. I'm going to go with Quinn Hughes. I'm going to say that the, like using the quickness and the quick turns, like zombies, they move like alligators. You know, they, If you run in quick little turns, that's how you get away from crocodiles and alligators. And I think... Quinn Hughes would do the same in the zombie apocalypse. Plus, everyone's going to vote for my team because I have Pedersen and Hughes on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is bullshit. People need to think past that. Okay. That's not a swear word. That doesn't okay. count. That doesn't count. Just don't listen to this with your kids, man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. We lost the kids. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, that's our zombie apocalypse team, and let's transition that. Maybe we'll get Corey's Utica team. So it's time for Riding the Bus with Corey Hergott. Play by Zach McEwen, who draws the Comets to within one. A little shimmy shake. Lynn with a shot, and he scores!
right, guys, and joining us now for his recurring segment here on the Canucks Conversation, it's time for Riding the Bus with Corey Herga. And Corey, the way we just finished this episode, I, t- I didn't tell you what it was, but we each have a list of five players as we just drafted from the Canucks team. And now we're going to throw it to you because we want to include Utica in this. If you were to go into the zombie apocalypse with five players, which five Utica Comets players would you need on your side? And this is to help you survive the longest. So would you need to give us a little bit on why you would choose these type of guys? Oh, boy. You want to okay. hear me and Quad's list before we get going? I'll give sure, you a second. Sure, sure. Let's hear yours. It'll give me a minute to kind of yeah. think of a few uh, things Okay, here. so the first overall pick was uh, was Quad's. He went first, uh, third, fifth, seventh, and ninth. So Quad's, give him your list. So I went with Chris Tanev, Antoine Roussel, JT Miller, Tyler Myers, and Bo Horvat. Ooh, that's a strong group. It's a strong group. He went with Tanev first overall because he said that uh, something about if the zombies even bite Tanev, he's not going to turn or something. He's just going to keep <laughs> going on. Uh, so my list was I had second, fourth, all the picks like that. I went with Markstrom, then Pedersen, then Ben, then Mott, and then Hughes. Uh, my, my reason for Hughes, because I think a lot of people think he would be one to go quick, but I thought of it the way that you know alligators and crocodiles chase people. If you zigzag, they won't get you. I'm giving that same concept with how zombies chase after people. So there's a, a little bit of context for you there. We wanted to catch you off guard with this question because we want to include you in the poll. Uh, so out of your Utica Comets there. roster. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to go about this in maybe a little bit of a different way here. Um, <laughs> pardon me for the coughing. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, with Mikey DiPietro. Uh, I'll go with him first because I, I need to have somebody around there that's going to keep things light and uh, keep a guy laughing. And I think uh, DiPietro's got a good sense of humor. And I think that would go a long way with keeping things uh, a little bit more livable on uh, during a zombie apocalypse. Uh, I'm going to say I want to bring uh, Big Vinny along with me, Vinny Arsenault. Because yeah, uh, if somebody's going to be going toe-to-toe with a zombie, I think uh, he's the guy to do it. Yeah, Corey, we mentioned that every uh, every group needs to have, like, one guy that's just a pure killer. And I think Vinny's that guy for you. I think so, too. <laughs> and uh, kind of sticking along the same sort of a vein, I'm going to go with the Seanovan shift disturber and uh, get Cole Lind in there. Because if I can get somebody in there uh, mucking it up with the zombies in the corners, poking them in the eyes with a stinky glove, Cole's the man for that job. <laughs> so uh, we'll throw him in there. Uh, who else can we go with here? Uh Hmm. Let's see. Reed Boucher, the man's on fire. We'll go with Bouche because, uh, you know, maybe he can uh, fire a few pucks through a few zombies. The guy's got a howitzer of a shot, so we'll go with we'll go with him on that one. What do I have? One more? One more. You got one last slot. You got Mikey, Vinny, uh, Cole Lind, and Boucher. So you got a... Like you got, you got a good mix of guys here. You got some some guys that are good in the room. You got some funny guys. You got some tough guys. You got some goal scorers. Like, how are you going to round this out? I think I'm going to round it out with uh, with the gentleman Justin Bailey because uh, you know if things get uh, get too hairy, he's got the wheels. I can jump on his back and he can haul (laughs) ass out of there and save my bacon. So uh, we'll go with uh, Justin Bailey for 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 the fifth guy there. I like it. Okay, so. I mean, we've we've gotten to this point. We have the list, and we, me and Quads haven't even given this yet. But I think, as a group, I think we should decide on a handheld weapon for your group. Because why not? There's no hockey going on. Uh, quads, I'll let you go first. What handheld weapon would your five folks have to have? Baseball bat for sure. That's why I picked Tyler Myers or a hockey stick. I don't know if the hockey stick would be able to pack as much of a punch. I would. Uh, 
I would give Roussel a hockey stick, and then I'd give Tyler Myers a baseball bat for sure. Okay. We got a hockey stick. Half hockey stick, half baseball bat. Corey, do you have a couple of handhelds for your group? Like, what, what works with uh, Mikey, Vinny, Cole, Reed, and Bailey, and yourself? Because you're included in this. Like, what's a handheld one that would work with those guys? Well, I like the idea of a hockey stick because I've seen Reed Boucher do some damage with one of those, and, I, and <laughs> I'm I'm all for it. And uh, we'll give the give the three forwards uh, their um, hockey sticks, and uh, Mikey DiPietro and I'll go back there with the goalie stick, and uh, we can do some damage with the big heavy club as well. That's true. Okay, that's a pretty good combo. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with machetes, boys. It's a it's a zombie apocalypse here. I know that they're hockey players, but I'm sure they'd be okay swinging machetes, and I think it'd be a little more effective. Yeah, you might be right I'm on think, that one. I'm thinking that uh, Boucher can fire a few uh, rocks, pucks, whatever he can shoot with a stick, right? Yeah. And then when he runs, when he runs out of projectiles, he can start swinging. You got a little bit more, a uh, little bit more length out of a hockey stick than a machete, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. okay. totally. Okay, it's not, even, it's not even close to as sharp though. You guys are way off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Corey, we're going to actually jump into some real questions here. So, Reed Boucher recently set the Comet single season record for points and is currently sitting with 67. How high would he have been able to set the bar with 15 games remaining? Oh, I think uh, th- that's the thing with Boucher is uh, he-, he might go a game or two sometimes without getting a point, and then he'll get three or four in a game or two or three in a game. So, I think uh, if he had been able to play the last 15 games, I, I think we would have been putting, pushing pretty close to uh, to an 80-point season for him. Uh, probably fairly close to 40 goals, maybe 36, 37 goals, somewhere in there, 38. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's uh, you know, something I, I would have really liked to see play out because I, I think Boucher could have uh, set a fairly unattainable record there that it would have been hard for anybody else to beat in the, in the years to come. If he has to stop at 67, you know, there's a chance that record could be uh, could be topped within a couple of seasons. Well, it, it felt like the center group was actually going to start helping this team a little bit with, you know, Carter Camper and Tyler Gravak coming in. Like, it felt like for the first time all year, they actually had some, some guys that could play in the top six in the AHL for centers. Yeah, and then adding uh, adding John Stevens to that group uh, in that AHL trade that sent uh, Dylan Sadaway out the, out the door. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that puts up a pile of points, but he's a, a guy that did a lot of work uh, on the defensive side for them. Uh, you know, he played up and down the lineup with different wingers. Uh, Cole Lind and Justin Bailey had a few pretty successful games with him as well in the middle. So, yeah, their center depth uh, made a difference. Uh, you know, Tyler Graovac getting him back there and, and getting him back up to speed and getting games under his belt after missing, what was it, three months of hockey. So, uh, yeah, it's that was something I was really interested in watching to see how that would play out because, uh, you know, there's, there's a chance, uh, you know, Boucher could have really piled up the points, but a couple other guys could as well. With 21 wins and 15 games remaining, would Mikey DiPietro have been able to beat Thatcher Demko's single-season wins record of 25? I think he would have. I think uh, we would have seen a bit of a rotation down the stretch here if uh, Louis Domingue ends up back down in Utica. They probably would have wanted to you know, see him get into a few games, but I, I could have seen uh, DiPietro picking up five more wins. Uh, to at least uh, you know get one more than Di Pietro to take that or than uh, Demko to take that record. Uh, what would he have finished with? I'd go out on a limb and say maybe 27, 28 game uh, wins would have been uh, a pretty nice mark for him. How much do you think like if they would have kind of kept at this pace, 
you know, and they, like, I mean, if we're looking ahead of maybe hockey comes back in four to six weeks or something, that's a completely different story. But I think that, you know, with Jake Kylie back there and Mikey DiPietro back there, he, like with 15 of those games, let's just say it was that pair together. How many games do you think Mikey starts out of that? Probably 12. Yeah. Maybe 13. That's my guess. Hmm. I think we would have seen Kylie get, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a game every other week, uh, sort of a thing on the, uh, three game a week sort of a scenario. I think it would have been probably two to three games for, for Kylie in there. And then Di Pietro probably would have seen the rest of them if, that, if that's who was available to them. You know, the, the, the Comets are in that tight division, right? So, uh, they would have really been wanting to lean on Di Pietro to get those wins. Before the break here, Corey, like, was there anybody else that was like progressing like we saw Mikey doing over the past couple of weeks? Cause it seemed like he was, you know, even if you want to go back even a month, it seems like his his game just took leaps and bounds when other players were obviously, you know, improving at the same time. But was anybody even close to the level that Mikey was doing over the past little bit? No, I think he was really the guy that uh, stepped up in the last little run here. The Comets have. Uh you know, for the bulk of the season, they've been able to outscore their opposition, winning games, you know, by two or three or four goals. And uh, the games they were losing, generally speaking, they were losing by a goal or two. Uh, the Comets lately, they've been uh, they've been able to hang in there and win a, a handful of uh, those tight one-goal kind of playoff-type games. And, and a lot of that has kind of been on Di Pietro's goaltending. Um you know that the team isn't maybe putting up as many shots as they used to, and Di Pietro's been there to uh, kind of bar the door and, and give them a chance to win every night. So, for my money, uh, when we look at the the MVP for the season for the Comets, it's it's a real toss up between Mikey Di Pietro and Reed Boucher. Wow, you think it's gotten that close just from like his recent play? Because obviously Reed Boucher's numbers are incredible. If you look at just strictly numbers, but like what you just mentioned, what you talk about every week on the show, that's the kind of thing where. An outside source looking in is thinking, wow, Reed Boucher is the MVP, but then you see what Mikey actually does to his team. That's what makes him the MVP, do you think? Well, uh, that's that's kind of the argument for me. I mean, uh, we, we shouldn't hold it against Reed Boucher that we expect him to pile up points yeah. in the American Hockey League. So I don't want to say that, uh, you know, hey, I expect Reed to pile up points, so I'm not going to give him that much credit for all the points that he's putting up. But when I look at what Mikey DiPietro is doing, uh, playing, he's a rookie, and he's a young rookie. He's 20 years old. He's playing He's playing behind a young defense in Utica, like a pretty green group. They aren't all young age-wise. Broken Rafford, he's a rookie, but he's 24, going on 25. Uh, you know, Ashton Sautner's 26. Uh, Dylan Blue just is 26. But the rest of them are all, they're all younger. And uh, Di Pietro's had to, you know, get in there and, and put up some pretty big games behind a pretty green group. And the fact that the coaching staff is you know, really kind of relied on him even before the trade of Zane McIntyre. Uh, you know, Di Pietro had taken the reins as the starter. So I think, uh, yeah, he's definitely right in there for in the conversation for the MVP this year. Corey, do you think the Comets would have finished the season with two 30-goal scorers for the first time ever? I do. I think uh, Justin Bailey's just two back. He's at 28 right now, and, I, you know, 15 games left. I think there's a pretty good chance we would have seen him eclipse that uh that mark i don't think we would have seen uh nikolai goldobin grab 11 more to make it three <laughs> three 30 goal scorers but uh you he's never only know one back he's only one back <laughs> of of uh, being a 20 goal guy this year and and his i think his uh career high is 21 so uh goldie's only a few back of his career high so uh yeah there's some some pretty nice goal scoring going on down in utica this year and i do think they'll finish with with boucher and bailey both uh with 30 goals or more 
Yeah, and I mean, there I do want to wrap up with one more thing, but there's one player I got to ask about because uh, there was some news about him, and then it almost seemed like we've just heard this story so many times that nobody almost cared on Canucks Twitter for a little bit. Like, what was the latest on Ole Olevi? Uh, he's got hip soreness, and this is the kind of thing that we've. Uh you know, ever since he came up, it was at the end of November, beginning of December, whenever that was, uh, he was up in Vancouver getting his hip looked at. And uh, when he came back down to Utica, we were told at that time that uh, we could expect to see him uh, sitting the odd game, uh, what they're going to call game management or, or that sort of a thing. Uh, and I think that's it. Um, you know, he's got soreness in that hip and he's going to have that. Uh, I wrote that article for Canucks Army a little while back kind of discussing with a, a colleague who works in, in uh, sports medicine and, mm-hmm. and the way he basically put it was, uh, you know, you can come back and play, but you, there's a difference between coming back to play and coming back to uh, performing at your, your top level. And, and that's where we're at with Ole. I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, him having a little bit more time to get himself back into, into you know, his top shape. This uh, scenario right now that we're see- seeing with the league shutting down for a bit, this this might actually work into his favor. A guy that's uh, you know still trying to bounce back from an injury. Maybe by the time uh, you know if the season does get back up and going, maybe that's works really well for Ole, and he's ready to get right back into it. And he's jumps back in with both feet, and he's on fire. You never know how things work out. Yeah, unfortunately, we have no idea what's happening uh, right now. But, um, Corey, the way that I looked at the NHL season finishing and the way that I thought makes the most sense is if they do come back and say two, three, four, five, six weeks, something like that. I have no idea when they when they would come back. But when they do, I think that the way that they should finish the season is get all the teams to an even amount of games played. My number is 75, so you can cut out seven games of the year, get every team to 75. So they have a little bit of a run before the playoffs actually happen, and it lets you kind of get the placement figured out. Uh, I'm wondering what you think might happen with the AHL. Like, is that something similar? Do you think they might just jump right in? Because I'm looking at games played right now. Um, there's a there's a handful of teams at 61. Uh, there's about, about a dozen or so at 62 and 63. So do you think that they are possibly going to go by points percentage? Because it doesn't really... Uh, make too much of a change to a lot of these divisions from when I just look at it now, if it's points percentage to actual points that they have. But I wonder, like, do you think that we'll see any more regulation uh, regular season games in the AHL this year? Well, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they do uh, go about this because the American Hockey League already does uh, do their playoffs based on uh, wins percentage. You've got the teams in the Eastern Conference playing 76 games a season, and you've got the teams in the West playing, I think, 68. So uh, that's how they base who makes the playoffs and who doesn't down there. So I think it'll really just kind of depend on, you know, how long this gets drawn out for. And if the team just wants to kind of, or if the league just kind of wants to sort of wrap things up, uh, you know, in the regular kind of time frame that they normally would we could just see them you know play a game or two so that everybody kind of gets uh you know gets their legs back or whatever like you might see a maybe a, a week where every team plays three games or something like that and then it goes into the uh into the playoff mix it's going to be really interesting because uh well we've got this for a question coming up about uh, the comments and their playoff hopes here so i'll hold off on that till we get there yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna have to get to a bunch of these next week we we had like 50 questions and we were wondering like oh are we gonna be able to get to all these we should be able to get through in one episode i'm pretty sure we're like 
we're about 20 questions in, so we'll, uh, we're going to explore one final question with you, Corey. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's go back to the, uh, the zombie apocalypse team. Okay. I'm looking at your squad with Mikey DiPietro, Vinny Arsenault, Cole Lynn, Reed Boucher, and Justin Bailey. I'm going to give you one last chance to make a, a last second change if you want to. Have you thought about it a little bit in the back of your mind? I haven't. I feel pretty strong about my you feel team. Strong I think, about that group? Uh, I, I think that group would uh, would serve me well. <laughs> we were asking is like us. We're also included in that group. So you mentioned that you actually brought that up. A good point. You have the the double goalie stick swinging around. Now that's a that's a good technique. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got two two goaltenders out there knowing how to uh, hold the fork down. I think that works well. Yeah, well, Corey, we, uh, we're wishing you best health, uh, as we move forward. Uh, we're gonna keep a bunch of these questions because we're gonna need them for next week. <laughs> we're, we are struggling with content. Uh, but before we wrap up, Corey, uh, how's everyone in the family? Everyone safe? Everyone healthy? Everyone's good. Good. Everyone's good. I've got family, uh, spread across all over kind of North America here. I've got family down in, uh, in the Florida area and I've got family in, uh, Eastern Canada as well. So, uh, far as i know every everybody's doing well so uh fingers crossed it stays that way and hopefully that uh, goes the same for you guys and your families yeah thanks a lot Corey. um yeah it's it's crazy times we don't know what we're talking about for about 90 percent of this episode but we appreciate you coming on because uh, i think you nailed it 100 percent. so thanks for bringing our rating up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> anytime guys i got lots of comments content coming in the next little bit here awesome well we are excited for that uh and we're just excited for more hockey content so uh thanks for joining us this week again Corey. and we've got uh we've st- well, i think we only touched on like two or three of your questions here uh so we'll get back to it next week with another ride in the bus segment sounds good Zephyr Epic is Canada's source for trading card games and sports cards. They ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50 before taxes. And Canucks Conversation podcast listeners can save $5 off their order with promo code CanucksConvo. That's all one word, promo code CanucksConvo. You can shop online or at their retail store located in Surrey. Once again, that was Zephyr Epic. You can follow them on social media to be part of monthly contests and ticket giveaways. Search Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic on all platforms. And a huge thank you to Corey Hergott for joining us for Riding the Bus. This was a fun episode, Chris. We uh, we talked about a lot of stuff here. We talked about the zombie apocalypse, uh, even though there's just a virus going around. Just a virus, but you know what I'm saying. It's not a zombie apocalypse quite yet. No. We drafted our, our lineups. We're ready to go. And I like my team. Yeah, I like your team too. I think it's pretty good, but I like mine a little bit more. I must say. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tight battle. We mentioned to Corey off air. We don't know how he's gonna fare in the bowl because you know he's got a bunch of Comets players, unfortunately. And the NHR Canucks fans on Canucks Convo are gonna vote this way. But I'm gonna tweet this out uh, right now as we're posting this podcast now and get to some editing, and we'll see. I don't know. We had some fun with this, and uh, that's all we're gonna try and do on this podcast, especially yeah. while it's. So- not a lot of fun on social media right now. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's so sad. And, like, you know, we were shooting for 50 questions. Didn't quite get there because we have a lot ready to go. But this is such a long episode. We basically just decided we're going to pick this up next week. So you'll catch. We're not trying to leave you on a cliffhanger or anything. you got some good ones next week, we've too. We've got I'm some looking, good ones I'm looking at number 34 right now. I almost yeah. want to get to that. No, that's hilarious. Yeah, we've got <laughs> some good ones coming up. So next Saturday, we are going to, we're actually going to be going back down to one episode a week. Uh Maybe we'll go two when the Canucks start playing games again, if and when. Uh, so that's what you can look forward to is us breaking down the last uh, last remaining questions from their 50th season uh, ending at the 69 game mark, which is nice. But 
Definitely tune in next week. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Chris, anything you want to add? Yeah, we're going to try and find certain things that we can do for content, whether it is us, you know, playing NHL video games, um, doing literally anything because, like, we want to keep the content out, especially for our Patreon supporters, the people that are, like, paying money to have us put out bonus content. It's going to be tough, but we are going to try to... Whether it just be someone come in and guest and maybe we don't talk so much hockey. Like, I know we have a couple of friends that might want to come on the show here soon. Um, Get them in, hear about their stories. I've also been reaching out to agents uh, to maybe get some of them involved, whether it's the agents or the players. I don't know what the availability is. Uh, But the emails have been sent. Uh, I've been sending out a bunch of stuff to try and get some people involved in here. Uh, Maybe some returning guests will come on the show because they have nothing to do. Uh, (laughs) We'll see what happens. Uh, We are going to try and make some you know, good Patreon content. You guys pay us your hard-earned money to get onto the Patreon, uh, so we should be working hard to get you guys the good content as well. Um, and yeah, all I all I got to say is uh, Tyler Mott is an underrated player in the uh, Zombie Apocalypse team. But so is JT Miller. I don't know. Doesn't do anything poorly. Yeah, what if uh, What if he falls back to his old New York ways and doesn't get along with everyone, I'll and he's got you here. as his authority? He's got to answer to you. Hey, me and him got along on my Botcher Project night. We talked about uh, old video games. He was. Uh, he was telling me about how he used to play the NHL games on the Sega, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was NHL hits." Who who should have been? But as we're wrapping up, I mean, we still, who should have been on a list? You think? Like looking at the rest of the roster, because I think like Troy Stetcher's name pops up. I guess Stetcher could have been named. Sure, I think I I think we may have been a little too hard on Besser. Demko, really, Demko could have been a good pick. Toffoli, I think Pearson. Adam Gaudet. I think I'd you like were talking Pearson. about Adam Gaudet like right off the bat. Yeah, I thought. I'd like Gaudet on there too. Pearson, even I think Pearson would be good. Yeah, good board work. Pearson would be a good pick. The last person I want is Louis Erickson. Okay, so yeah, let's go <laughs> last. So like the last people that you would want is Vattenberg, Deming. Vattenberg, Deming. Yeah, I don't know. Deming's got that opposite hand. Like he could shock you a little bit. I guess. But I'm looking at other players that like could have been on the team. I'd say Jake's a bad pick. You think Jake's? I think Jake's an okay pick. I don't think Jake's pulling his weight, and like I don't think I don't. Think I think so. you point Jake in the right direction with the right weapon, and he's going to do some damage. Oh, fair I think. Enough, fair enough. I think that's. Uh, I'm still sticking with. I feel like the. Yeah, I think Louis Erickson's at the bottom of the list on the Zombie Apocalypse team, but uh, maybe we'll have to put up the rankings one day. You didn't like Jay Beagle. I was. I think Jay Beagle would be a good guy there. He's 34. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> All right. You can wrap this thing up. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Canucks Conversation. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. And once again, you have been listening to the Canucks Conversation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 